You're listening to Let Me Explain. cross promote i'm gonna mention our other show it's a crossover just like in comic books hi i'm your host kendra forte and i'm her guest today matt lasik uh and we co-host a comic book book club which is also on this station mondays at 5 p.m check it out please (laughs) all right so i am drinking yet another bottle of wine and Matt here. I don't drink, so we are recording this at 12.31 a.m. I'm very sleep deprived, and that's that's just how we roll, baby. That's the equivalent. <laughs> that's close enough. It's, yeah. Uh, should I just jump into it? Uh, tell, tell our listeners what you're explaining today. I'm going to be just kind of rambling about the, the comic book adaptations of everyone's favorite blue uh, mammal, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, Very cool. Very cool. As he says, way past cool. Is that something Sonic says? That's something he says sometimes. <laughs> so how much do you know about Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh, just that he's blue. I did not know he was a mammal. <laughs> what do you think hedgehogs are? I didn't know. I did not care. <laughs> I knew he was blue. And I didn't I didn't care past that. Okay, so let's start in the beginning. In the early 90s, Nintendo had Mario and he made a lot of money. So Sega, who is a different game company, was like, we need our Mario competitor. So they started designing a character, and initially he was named Mr. Needlenose. That was his name during production. Mr. Needlenose. Yeah, but they were like, that's not rad enough. That's not 90s enough. So instead they named him Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Fun fact, unrelated to the rest of that, in the games, one of the repeated mechanics is that Sonic can't swim, but in reality, hedgehogs are very good swimmers. It's just that no one at Sega did any sort of actual research research into the physical capabilities of hedgehogs. Um, So Sonic the Hedgehog came out, I think, in 91 on the Sega Genesis, and it was a smash hit. It was, like, the perfect amount of, like, 90s attitude to, like, appeal appeal to all of the kids. Um, So, of course, like any successful thing in the 90s, there was a cartoon made about it. There were specifically two cartoons, and I, I'm very bad at keeping the names of them separate, but I know that one of them was just called Sonic the Hedgehog, and the other was called The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. 
Um, okay, very distinct names. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog was aired at Saturday, on Saturday morning, so it's usually referred to as Sonic Sat AM. Um, so sure. you've got Sonic Sat AM and you've got Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. I think one or both of them may be on Netflix. I don't think they're worth watching nowadays. Anyways, one of them was like a very serious like we're like oh we're like guerrilla underground freedom fighters like fighting against an oppressive government and then the other was just like goofy adventures so wait sonic the hedgehog was part of a guerrilla warfare yes so in the original sonic the hedgehog game there's very little plot but what you can gather is that there's this dude uh in japan he was named dr robotnik and in america he was named dr eggman and he's oh i didn't know those were the same character yeah well in the games they are we'll get to that so, in the game, the most plot you can glean from just running around and jumping on stuff is that when you break the robots, these, like, little animals come out of them and then frolic or whatever, right? Um, so, in the the serious action cartoon, which, again, I can't... That might have been Sad AM, and I think Adventures was the goofy one. I don't know. I'm, I can never remember. Um, it so doesn't in, matter. We're so not in, big on facts here. Right. So in the serious one, they developed that into the plot of, like, uh, in the kingdom of Mobius, which is the name of the planet that Sonic lives on, um, Mobius spelled M-O-B-I-U-S, as in a Mobius strip, which is, like, a, a mathematical thing. It's, like, an infinite path. So it's, like, ah, Sonic, like, runs fast and runs forever infinitely. Mobius strip. He lives on Mobius. Anyways, on the planet Mobius, in, I can't remember the name of the kingdom, there was this squirrel dude, right, named King Acorn. And he... Uh, in his in his employ, uh, he had two hedgehog advisors. One of them was like a uh, scientist named Chuck, right? Sure, sure, yeah, Chuck. So, um, <laughs> you were saying? Right. So already you have the games and you have the two different cartoons, right? So just. Right off the bat, that's three different ways that people are being introduced to Sonic as a character, right? As a franchise. And that's like an intrinsic problem in the Sonic fan community is that everyone has a different idea of what Sonic can be, which is why there hasn't been a good Sonic game in kind of a long time. Most Sonic games that have come out since, basically since the first one, most of them are bad. And he's, like, one of the biggest video game characters out there. But, like, most of his games are bad because the devs are try- constantly trying to appease everyone in their fan base. But, like, no, like everyone has different ideas of what Sonic could be because they were all introduced as children to these different things. So, anyways, after the Sonic games came out and after the two different cartoons came out, Archie Comics, yes, as in that Archie Comics got the publishing rights to make a, a Sonic comic, right? And they decided to, instead of dedicating to one of the three different source materials, they just decided to pull stuff in from all of them. So it has both, like, mechanics from the game and, like, the the more serious, action-oriented freedom fighter elements from the one show and, like, the goofiness of the other show. Seriously, 
Can Sonic still not swim? No. Well, he does. There in one of the early issues, he actually does swim. Uh, there's like a whole underwater bit, but like there is a moment where he's like, "Oh, I'm out of air," and suddenly floundering in the water. Oh no. Um. So yeah. So the 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 plot that is eventually developed within the comics, and this is all stuff that was like retconned in later. Um. The plot is that they live on the planet Mobius, and years ago there was this uh, king squirrel named King Acorn, and they had these two hedgehogs, and one of them was like a scientist named Chuck, um, and they were at war with uh, what they called the Overlanders, but they were just humans. So it was like the animal people, the anthropomorphic animal people versus the humans. I think it was implied that there was like some nuclear war at some point, so this is like far in the future of Earth. Um... And one of the Overlanders named Ivan Kintober, uh, and by the way, just a spoiler, Kintober is just Robotnik spelled backwards. Ah. Ivo Kintober defects from the from the Overlander side to the animal side and is like, hey, I can't help you out. So then he helps him like fight off the humans, and then he's like, psych. I'm evil now. This kingdom's mine. And he starts turning all of the animal people into robots. Oh, no. The poor animals. Right. Uh, including the two hedgehogs. Um, well, he gets one of the hedgehogs, but Chuck runs away. Um, so then fast forward. Um, King Acorn's daughter, Sally, Princess Sally Acorn, who is the source of many a person's weird stuff let's just say <laughs> you can say I, can I say the word kink yeah okay Sally Acorn is the source of so many furry kinks I will just say that now um so um Chuck escapes with his brother's kid and raises him as his own and that kid becomes Sonic so Sonic's living with his uncle Chuck um but then uncle Chuck gets kidnapped and turn into a robot because Kintobor, who's now going as Robotnik, is doing all that stuff and like building a robot army. So Sonic joins Princess Sally Acorn's resistance to fight against uh, Kinto- uh, Robotnik. Um, so that's the plot that they had going in the comics, and it was very. I like. Okay, so when I was a kid, uh, I like collecting things. Um, so when I was a kid, one of the first things I collected was uh, little uh, trade paperback reprintings of, like, these old Archie comics from the 90s. So I know, like, the first 20 or uh, – probably even that. I know, like, a lot of the issues by the back of my hand. I've read all of the Sonic comics that have been published. Um, just humble brag there. But, like, the first couple issues I know by the back of my hand. And it's always been so weird how they flip-flop between, like, oh, like – he has to come to the terms of like everyone he knows and loves is a robot now but also he's doing like funny hijinks and he's tricking the robots into walking off a cliff because they didn't see the cliff because they were too busy following his footprints yuck 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 um but over time um that like uh, 90s edginess that is like intrinsically part of Sonic's character leashed into the comics and they got like more serious uh, which is weird to think of Sonic being serious, but there you go. Um, and then, like, as more games came out, they introduced more characters from the games into the comic. 
um, both heroes and villains. So that was cool. Um, Wait, Sonic has more than one villain? Yeah, well, there's like sub villains. It's mostly just robots. Like uh, Metal Sonic, who is a robot replica of Sonic. Oh, I always just assumed Metal Robot Sonic was on Sonic's side because it was Sonic. Nah, Metal Sonic is a bad guy. Um, what do I talk about next? Right, so also at this time, um, so Archie was publishing Sonic comics in the U.S., um, but in the U.K., uh, a publisher by the name of Fleetway published stuff and like if you think the archie stuff that we've covered so far is weird fleetway is like even further off the rails i've never actually read the fleetway stuff because it's kind of hard to get your hands on um but the the biggest thing that's come out of that that people like remember it for is that um supersonic who is um sonic's like when sonic collects all seven chaos emeralds which are the MacGuffins of the Sonic universe. He turns into Supersonic, and in the game, that just means that like you turn inv- invincible and can fly for a short period of time. Uh, maybe you can't fly. It depends on the game. Um, but in the Fleetway comics, Supersonic's like kind of just a jerk. I don't think he's like is he? I can't remember if he's a straight up villain, but he's like a bad guy, and it's very strange. Um, so no one talks about the Fleetway comics. Just super dickish mode. Yeah, Supersonic's just kind of a dick. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, in the Archie comics, um, let me think. Uh, other bad guys. There's uh, there's this like wizard dude named Ixis Nagus, and I don't. So like all the Sonic characters are very clearly just anthropomorphic animals, but I cannot tell you for the life of me what Ixis Nagus is supposed to be. He's got like a horn coming out of his head and a crab claw. I'm not sure if Ixis Nagus is from. The comics originally, or originally from the one of the TV shows. This is what he looks like, Kendra. I'm showing Kendra. What oh Nagus yeah, like. I have no idea what Ixis Nagus is. Right. So he's like an evil wizard that is also trying to become ruler of Mobius. Um, there's a big cosmically powered mammoth named Mammoth Mogul. Uh, he hangs around. Yeah, so uh, over time, one of the uh, aspects of Sonic lore that got really fleshed out in the in the comics was the echidnas. Um, so in Sonic the Hedgehog 3, the video game, uh, they introduced uh, the character of Knuckles the Echidna. Cool. Um, Love Knuckles. Yeah. Uh, in the comics, there was a plotline of like him being the last of his race, but then eventually he discovered that... like. Uh, there was like an alternate dimension like the city that he grew up in and like where all of his friends and families were that like mysteriously disappeared when he was a kid it actually exists on like a parallel plane because it was shunted there to escape like an ancient evil uh, godlike echidna named Enerjack this Um, is like a weird mix between Doctor Who and Tigger from Winnie the Pooh yeah I think your mom's calling you that's crazy that's a problem for later Kendra Future Kendra has to deal with that. Anyways, so Knuckles, like, finds his family again and manages to put his city back in his dimension. Um, that's a plot line. There's also a plot... They introduce uh, alternate realities with alternate Sonics. Most of that doesn't matter, um, but there is one... There's, like, an evil dimension, and it's also called Mobius. Some people pronounce it Moebius, because whereas normal Mobius is spelled M-O-B-I-U-S, evil Moebius is spelled M-O-E-B-I-U-S. 
Um, in this dimension, Kintobor is like thin and a veterinar vet. A veterinar. He's a vet. He's an animal doctor. Veterinarian. Um, yes, thank you. I was trying to put one too many syllables in there. It's late. Um, and Evil Sonic wears a leather jacket and sunglasses, and that's how you know he's evil. Um, I should mention, I don't think I've said it yet, but, like, Sonic's team is called the Freedom Fighters. Um, but on Moebius, they're called the Freedom Fighters because they fight against freedom. Ooh. <laughs> um, there's, uh, Evil Sonic appears more just later on. He, he becomes, like, a recurring villain, um, and eventually, uh, he gets sick of being referred to Evil Sonic because he's, like, living in Sonic's shadow, um, so he changes his name to Scourge and gets dyed permanently green, um, because he's trying to power up using the Master Emerald, which is, like, a giant version of the Chaos Emeralds that I mentioned earlier, um, but, like, at, he gets interrupted powering up by Knuckles, because Knuckles is the protector of the Master Emerald, so, like, the process of him becoming super got screwed up, so his fur got dirt, dyed permanently green, and he started dressing like Guy Fieri, um, and then he stole, uh, I think, he, he, he stole Tails' girlfriend, uh, oh, no, not Tails' girlfriend. I'm going to pull up a picture of Scourge. Love... Oh, also, Evil Sonic started calling himself Scourge. You did say that. Right. <laughs> so, and then there's a there's a storyline where, like, Scourge and all of the evil versions of the Freedom Fighters come and, like, take over Mobius. This is what he looks like. Oh, He's he got... looks... <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to say no, what it's he okay. looks you like without yeah. cursing. So at some point, um, the Sonic games made the jump into 3D as technology advanced, um, and they redesigned Sonic because his classic design, he's got kind of a pot belly, and he's got like these little beady black pupils. But for his 3D transition, they redesigned him uh, so that he's got like longer limbs and like green eyes now. Um, and they had to explain that in the comics. So they explained it by saying that he was holding a Chaos Emerald and running really fast, and then because of magic, he changed. <laughs> by the same logic, they had to change Amy Rose. Amy Rose was introduced as Sonic in Sonic CD as, like... Eventually, she was, like, a little girl who, like, idolized Sonic and, like, chased after him. Um, but then in the jump to 3D, she became, like, a love interest who still chased after him. But, like, now they were on equal eight uh, levels in terms of age. So they Wait, had is, to... this a, is this a human? No, this is another hedgehog. Okay. Amy Rose the Hedgehog. So they had to age her up in the comics, and they did that with magic as well. Um, and then... Uh, Robotnik, a.k.a. Eggman, had the biggest change because um, he got, like, crazy redesigned. Because um, his design in the games, his design is different from his design in the in the one TV show, which is the one that they based uh, him, they used to, uh, as the basis for the comic book. Um, it's different from his design for, like, the 3D games when he became Eggman. So this is a doozy. I want you to really... So we've already established that Eggman has a habit of turning animals into robots, right? Yes, yes. Um, I should mention at this at uh, at this point that uh, at some point uh, Sonic did save Uncle Chuck, and while he was never able to turn him back from being a robot into a hedgehog, he did give him back like his free will. So now Uncle Chuck's a robot. Um, so at some point, 
there's a different timeline where Robotnik uh, turned himself into a robot to like give himself a power boost, um, and he calls himself Robo Robotnik, um, and he's like crossed over with the main timeline a couple of times. At some point, he like permanently installed himself into a satellite. Um, so an issue, I think 100, one of the milestone issues of the Sonic the Hedgehog comic, um, Sonic and Robotnik fought to the death, and Robotnik died, um, like actually died, like they actually killed their main villain. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, and at this point, like all the robots, uh, all the robot animals got their free will back. None of them got were able to be turned back into animals, unfortunately. Um, but that's at the point where we meet Chuck's brother, who's Sonic's dad, who reveals that Sonic's middle name is Maurice. I only brought up Sonic's dad to mention that Sonic's middle name is Maurice because I feel like that's important information to know. Very relevant. Right. So now Robotnik's dead, um, but then it's revealed that Robo Robotnik is in like the prime timeline and he's living on a satellite and he puts himself into a robot body that looks exactly like Robotnik. So basically nothing's changed. And, and like in most comic books, the status quo was once again reached. Um, but eventually Robo Robotnik... Uh, who is now calling himself Eggman transitions his consciousness into a robot body that looks like how he looks like now in the games. Okay. So that's how they explain that change. Um, let's talk about Ken Penders. Sure. I have no idea who that is. Right. So Ken Penders was um, one of the main writers on the Sonic comic for a very long time. Um, he basically, he created like 90% of the characters that weren't already in either the TV shows or the games, uh, including like the entire Echidna race outside of Knuckles. Um, so he had, uh, he had creation credits on a lot of characters, a lot of characters. Um, at some point in the mid 2000s, uh, a Sonic game came out on the DS that was co-developed by someone outside, by like a development team outside of Sega. Um, and the plot for that was that there was like a group of echidnas that had left Mobius and like came back. Uh, I think it was called like Sonic Chronicles: The Dark Brotherhood. If you wanna, if you listener wanna look it up. Um, but Ken Penders tried to sue them because he thought that the plot of the game was too similar to the plot that he had written for the Echidnas. Um, so then, um, Ken Penders, Sega, and Archie all started suing each other just back and forth because Ken Penders got pissy about what he perceived as someone stealing his ideas, which it wasn't. But anyways, that's beside the point. Um, so then the courts, after a long list of legal battles, the courts decided that Archie would now have to pay Ken Penders money every time one of his characters was used. So then Archie said, okay, we're just got, not going to use his characters. And then Ken Penders got really pissy and went on a long Twitter rant. And then Archie fired him. Uh... And then... Was he not already getting paid by Archie for writing the stories? I am not sure. I don't think he was working as, like, head writer for the, the comics when all this legal stuff went down. But they were still, like, using his characters. Um, so then Archie was like, all right, we're just not going to use your characters. And, like, 
he had created so much of the universe that Archie had to completely reboot the timeline in universe just to like get rid of so okay just to get rid of everybody so here's the list of events that happened in universe right so first Eggman created a device called the egg grapes where if you put someone inside of it their life energy gets sucked out to be used as fuel right cool cool and a whole bunch of Ken Penders characters got stuck inside those suckers and died Then Eggman used that power to do some timeline messing around, which then led to a crossover with Mega Man, who is a Capcom video game character that Archie also had publishing rights to, and they were making a comic about him at the time, um, which is honestly way less offensive than the Sonic stuff. It's way more straightforward. Anyways, so then... Eggman and Dr. Wily, who's the bad guy from the Mega Man games, started working together and, like, messed with the timelines of both universes. So Sonic and Mega Man teamed up to beat them up. Um, and then they, uh, they used that team-up, they used that crossover as a vessel to reset the Sonic timeline. And that uh, basically erased any original stuff they had done that wasn't in either the games or the TV shows or something that Ken Penders had nothing to do with. That kind of sucks. It sucks for Ken Penders. It makes it way easier for readers because the Ken Penders stuff was super messy and not that great. There was some good stuff in it, but a lot of it was just not great. There's... (laughs) There was one story where they were all fighting Mammoth Mogul, who I mentioned earlier, and Tails to to tell there's okay so for years there was this whole thing there was like this whole prophecy about how tails who's like the little like the kid brother of the group um was like destined to be this great hero um and tails was like how could i do that i'm just a little boy who likes to build entire planes and robots and stuff but i'm just a little boy um so when the time comes for the prophecy to be fulfilled, Tails merges his body with a bunch of other Tailses from different timelines and turns into, I think it was called Hyper Tails, which is like a very, it's like, how do I describe this? I'm going to look up a picture and then try to describe it from there, but it's like a very buff man with the face of Tails. That's kind of terrifying. I'm going to see if I can find a picture of it. I hope I'm remembering the name right. It might be called something else, um, but it is nuts. And that's how he beats Mammoth Mogul. So that was just like one of the weird stuff Ken Penders did. Um, Let's see if Buff Tails gives me the... Nope, that is awful DeviantArt stuff. Oh, no, wait, I found it. That is absolutely more terrifying than i had imagined yeah i don't know how to describe it anyways he kind of looks like a banana (laughs) okay it's like it's like tails mixed with like shirtless chris evans that's so disrespectful to both tails and chris evans (laughs) anyways so uh, archie reset all the stuff involving ken penders i should mention um 
Ken Pender still has the rights to the characters that he created, but he just can't, like, he legally can't call them echidnas anymore. So he was like, all right, fine then. I'll take these characters and I'll just make my own story. It's going to be sci-fi and they're not echidnas, they're aliens. And then he posted some really, really, really ugly concept art and then nothing was ever heard of that project. And he mysteriously disappeared. <laughs> and he was never heard from again. So after that, um, Archie continued making stuff. Um, they started making more ongoings within the Sonic universe. Uh, most of the storylines at this point were based off of games. Because um, a lot of... In, in the interim between um, the comic starting and the Ken Penders reset... Um, which was referred to in-universe as the Genesis Wave because Sonic first appeared on the Sega Genesis game console. Obviously, obviously. Between that, there was a lot of original stuff going on in the comics, but it didn't really follow any of the games' plots. So there was a lot of, like, uh, a backlog of games that they could use as plot uh, inspirations, and they did so. Um, The only significant change from the Genesis Wave that I remember, other than deleting all of Ken Pender's um, is that Uncle Chuck is no longer a robot, and now he has, like, a dog companion, and that's that. Why is he no longer a robot? Did he not get turned into a robot in the first... <laughs> Sonic comics. Uh, so then they did a lot of stuff that just kind of followed the plot of uh, a bunch of games. Um, and then at some point, Archie lost the rights to the comics. I don't think it was anything particularly like malicious or anything they did wrong. I think they just kind of stopped making comics. Uh, so then IDW publishing, uh, who also does a lot of like indie stuff and is very good, picked up the rights and they've been doing Sonic comics since I want to say 2017, 2018. Um, and they're in like a happy medium where it's not, it's like the plot of the IDW comics follows the follows after the most recent game, but it's not directly based on any certain game. And there's a lot of original characters in there, and it's a it's a nice happy medium of both Sega's vision for Sonic and Ken Pender's nightmare. The Ken Pender's nightmare. The that's Ken the Pender's new, nightmare. That's the new tagline for this show. <laughs> Let me explain, colon, the Ken Pender's Nightmare. We might have just found the episode title. Yeah. Maybe like Sonic Archie, Sonic Comics parentheses, Ken Pen, the Ken Pender's Nightmare. I want to see, I, uh, I really want to see if I can find, I know I've been pulling up a lot of pictures, which does not work for an audio only radio show, but I, I really want to find a picture of, like the, I want to find the, Oh, there it is. I found it. <laughs> okay, so first off, here's what Ken Penders looks like. He looks so sad. He looks like yeah. such a sad human being. I think he looks, he <laughs> looks like someone who'd be writing comic <laughs> books about enchidnas and hedgehogs. Yeah. So basically, Ken Penders' like, main character that he made was Knuckles' girlfriend, Laura Sue. Um... So the the original the original and I, I would put very heavy air quotes around the words original project that he made is called the Lara Soup Chronicles and here's what it looks like supposedly ew yeah it's bad um so in the in the in Sonic lore 
all echidnas have like essentially like dreadlocks and they use them to glide um sure sure but yeah. since these characters are legally not echidnas instead of dreadlocks they're like tentacles now i didn't want that no one wanted that I don't even know if Ken Penders wanted that. But like just to just to just to really accentuate uh, the Ken Penders stuff and like how bad he is, his Wikipedia article has only two sections and they are career and lawsuits. And that's, that's all he has. He has a career and, and he, he has, has lawsuits. lawsuits. So they, the two, now I'm just digging into Ken Penders' Wikipedia article. The two big things under lawsuits are Archie Comics versus Penders and Penders versus Sega. So just this Ken man, Penders versus anything that made Sonic. That he deemed not good. I don't know. I If you, if you like Sonic, pick up the IDW stuff. It's pretty good. I liked it. Um, or, uh, wait, I can't tell you to do things on the radio. Um, I would suggest that maybe you could possibly pick up the IDW stuff, because I liked it. You, like, way overcorrected there. You yeah. went to, like, well, I three just, maybes and a... I wanted it to be safe. Should do. I wanted it to be safe. Um, I did spend... I, I did dedicate a portion of my life to tracking down and reading every Archie-published Sonic comic... I'm and not surprised. Occasionally, I get the itchings to do it again, but then I remember that for every one good issue, there's like 60 bad issues. Um, so I don't. <laughs> and uh, maybe you should leave it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, uh, I have to live with all of this knowledge in my brain. You know? And that's what this show is for, for getting out all of the knowledge in your brain yeah. that you know about a subject. How are we doing on time? We've got like 20 minutes left. Okay, I'm just going to start naming Archie characters then that don't appear in anything else because I think they're funny. So the core group of the Freedom Fighters, right? You've got Sonic the Hedgehog. You've got Tails, or Miles Tails Prower. His full name is Miles Prower, as in miles per hour. Get it? Isn't that funny? Isn't that good wordplay? What is, what is Tails? He's a fox. He's a fox with two tails, and somehow that gives him the ability to spin his tails around real fast and fly, even though it's not how bones work. No, I would <laughs> think not. <laughs> Uh, and he's like a he's like he fulf- he fulfills both like the tinkerer role because like he builds like planes and stuff and also like the energetic little brother role. Uh, and then you've got Princess Sally Acorn, who is Sonic's main love interest. Um, there's many panels of them kissing, and it is as weird as you think it would be. Uh, she is the daughter of the deposed King Acorn, and she is the leader of the Freedom Fighters. Um, you've got. Uh, I think his name is Rotor. He's a walrus, and he's like the mechanic of the group. Or is his name Boomer? I think his name may have been Boomer first, and then they renamed him Rotor. I don't remember why. Um, You've also got Antoine de Coulette, who is, I think, a weasel. And his character is that, like, his father was, like, the captain of the Royal Guard, um, but he's, like, a teenager. 
So he's like trying to like live up to that like honorable whatever like etiquette whatever stuff. But like Sonic and everyone else just make fun of him. And initially he just uses like comic relief. But then um, as the years go on and they develop his character, he becomes like genuinely one of like the greatest heroes in the comics. Just like his like his personality is like just so like. I, I, I really did grow to love his character um, even though he just started off as Sybil Comic Relief and kind of was a jerk because um, he was for a period of time Sonic's main rival uh, in terms of like being Sally's love interest um, but eventually got his own love interest in the form of Bunny Rabot who is a uh, southern speaking rabbit who got stuck halfway through one of Eggman's robot turning machines. So now she has a robot arm and robot legs. Uh, That's kind of dope. Not gonna. It lie. is kind of dope. She's one of my favorite characters in the comic. She's really cool. Um, she works as a hairdresser and also like the muscle. And eventually, she and uh, Antoine get married, and it's really Aww, sweet. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, they're a really sweet couple. Um, I am now realizing this. Okay. I just had a very large realization that is breaking my brain. So Antoine speaks in a French accent and Bonnie speaks in a, like, southern accent, right? Uh Uh-huh. Like, y'alls and such. Yes. Another big couple in comics is Gambit and Rogue from the X-Men. Gambit speaks in, like, a French Nolans accent. And Rogue speaks in a southern accent. I am... Oh, my God. And, yeah, they were a couple before the the Sonic comics were created. I am now fully convinced that Antoine de Coulette and Bunny Rabot's characterization and romance is fully based off of the characterization and romance of Gambit and Rogue from X-Men. And no one can convince me otherwise because I have convinced myself. I'm tapping my forehead right now as if I made a big brain move. Because of the accents. Yes. (laughs) That's entirely it. The accents match and nothing else matters. I shrugged. Sorry, I was drinking water. Um... Who else do we have? We have Amy Rose, who I mentioned. Um, a bunch of the characters that are in the in the com- uh, the games just put got put into the comics, uh, like Shadow the Hedgehog, who's like uh, a artificial hedgehog that was created by Eggman's grandfather, and he's like the perfect life form or whatever. You got Rouge the Bat, who was another big source of many people's furry kings, I'm sure. Um, what else? Isn't is there a one? purple one? Blaze or something? That's Blaze the cat. She she initially appeared in the games, but she was put in the comics. She is the princess of another dimension, and she has fire powers. Okay, cool for Blaze. Good for her. And there's uh, a pink one. Oh, that was Amy. That's Amy, probably. Um, what was going on? You got Silver the Hedgehog. He was, again, introduced in the games, but he's, like, from the future, and occasionally he'll pop up and just be like, hey, future's messed up again. Can you fix it for me, maybe? Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> um, what else is going on? Uh, what? Okay, what weird plot lines are there? Uh, what? Okay, what? Have you seen the Sonic movie? I have not seen the Sonic movie. Just explain the Sonic movie to me. 
<laughs> it's a very it's very by the books it's like kind of the same plot as Alvin and the Chipmunks or like Hop where it's like normal dude runs into CGI animal hijinks ensue and they, it's the same guy it's yeah, the same it, guy it's the same guy the... as in Hop I think it's a different guy in Alvin and the Chipmunks but it's the same guy as Hop um Sonic the Sonic movie got like a big controversy when the first trailer dropped because he looked ugly as sin so they redesigned him to make look make him look much better. Um, there there are brief scenes where he's like on his home planet before he comes to Earth, and you can see that all of the other characters on his planet followed the same de- design philosophy as the first iteration, and they did not re- they redesign just didn't any redesign of them. them. They, they were like, only you know what? Sonic. They're not in the movie often enough for people to care. We're yeah. gonna move on. The Sonic, you know, the Sonic movies. Okay, Jim Carrey steals the show absolutely as Eggman. He is off the walls, insane. Um, going in, I didn't think I'd like it because Jim Carrey is very clearly just playing like Jim Carrey. Like he's not playing Eggman; he's clearly just being Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey as Jim Carrey. Basically. So I was like, "Well, that's not Eggman," but like he really did win me over. He was my favorite part of the movie. Um, so yeah, it's like you know, it's just, it's just, it's not bad. It's not good, or it's not great. It's not bad. It's not great. It's good. You know, it's just like an average children's movie. It's it it it, it meets the bar. That's about all I can say about the movie. He does floss in it, so that's a thing. Sonic does the floss, and it's very awkward because he's like saying stuff that doesn't really match up with it. So, you, so it's clear, like, oh, they put that in afterwards. They yeah, didn't, they didn't tell the, the voice actor that he'd be flossing. It's for the children. It's for the children. Speaking of children, there is a storyline in the comics where they go into like a possible future, and it shows Sonic and Sally having kids. So that's fun. That's all I have to say on that. <laughs> that's the end of that story. That's the end of that story. Um, they did... Uh, so d- between the comic starting and the comic ending, there were two other TV shows uh, that came about. Um, a- a- apart from the two, v- two TV shows that inspired the comic, that being uh, Sonic X, which was a Japanese-produced, more like anime thing that most Sonic fans dislike. And uh, Sonic Boom, which is based off of the Sonic Boom redesigns um, that everyone hates. But the Sonic Boom TV show is, like, actually good and the best thing to come out of that redesign. And the Sonic Boom comic uh, is also pretty good. It's just, like, harmless comedy. Um, So they made comic adaptations of both Sonic X and Sonic Boom, and those were pretty decent. Um, Have I talked enough about the Echidna stuff? Because that stuff's really weird. No, you have not talked enough about the Echidna stuff. Okay. So, in the lore of the Sonic Archie comics, and this is all Ken Pender stuff, by the way, so none of it exists anymore. The the Echidnas were like, um, how can I, what's the best? Uh, they were like like the forerunners of, of like all, like before the humans, before the other talking animals, they were like the first race, and they were like super scientifically and mystically advanced, and they had like a floating city and everything. Um, and there were uh, two Echidna brothers um, that uh, wanted to... So that they, 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 they had to make their city float to escape the path of, like, a comet that was coming to hit them. And uh, so now, like, their, their uh, city was, like, stuck in the sky. So the, these two Echidna brothers came up and they were like, hey, we got this energy, energy draining device. We want to... I should mention that their island is floating because of the Chaos Emeralds. Um, this ties into the game's lo- uh, a location in the video games called Angel Island, which is the home of Knuckles the Echidna and the Chaos Emeralds. In the comics, Angel Island uh, was once the home of this floating city of Echidnas. Um, and, like, centuries ago... 
um, these two brothers were like, hey, we made this energy draining device. We want to drain the Chaos Emeralds to put our city back on the ground. Uh, and like the city council was like, no, don't do that. Uh, but one of them was like, I'm going to do it anyway. And then he got full of the uh, Chaos Energy and became uh, the Mad God Enerjack. Okay. Um, and then his brother was like, dang. Well. <laughs> well. So then the brother, like, uh, like him and his son and his son, et cetera, et cetera, all the way up to Knuckles were like, we're going to protect the Chaos Emeralds now. And so that's why Knuckles was like, it's like my family line's duty to protect the Chaos Emeralds from those that would misuse it or whatever. So did the... the- the, the thing not work? Did he not drain the Chaos Emeralds and instead got just shot up with a little Chaos Emerald power? Well, he did drain it, but he didn't... They didn't... Very dumb of them. They didn't predict that the energy would have to go somewhere. Okay. They didn't, like, have a receptacle or, like, some sort of vent. So the energy just went through the device into his body. Yes, but why do the Chaos Emeralds now have power? Because they're Chaos Emeralds, Kendra, obviously. <laughs> Chaos Emeralds are, like, supposed to be, like, sources of unlimited power. Then how was draining them supposed to work if they were just going to regain I the think, power and refloat the city? I think the idea was that they'd drain it enough that the city would hit the ground, and then while, like, before they had regained power, they'd move them off to the city so that they wouldn't be there to make it float anymore. Um, but instead, he turned into a mad god, turned, shunted the city into another dimension, uh, and that's that. He did fight Knuckles a couple of times, and it's very weird because it's Ken Penders. Um, I do not <laughs> doubt that. At one point, he made Knuckles green because the Chaos Emeralds are green, and so Knuckles was just green for a while. And just like uh, other Sonic, evil Sonic. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. Good job. Um, Amy's either... uh, I can't remember what his relation is to Amy. He's either Amy's dad, uncle, or cousin. uh, Is is a Robin Hood analog, and he's named Rob-O the Hedge. Rob-O the Hedge. And he just kind of exists. There's a... a, uh, Australia analog in the Sonic Comics universe. You want to guess what it's called? Please just tell me. I'm Down so Under. Tired. Ah. The continent is named Down Under. One word ends in an A. Down Under. And it was the, and it was the home to a concentration camp. Oh. During Eggman's reign. That's fun. That's a fun tidbit to throw in for the kids. Yeah. Hey kids, you know that Sonic game that you all like? What if I told you the bad guy had concentration camps in Australia? What's a concentration camp, you ask? Well, well here. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, here, I'll show you. Uh, I. I want to like Sonic, you know? I, I like video games and I like comics, and clearly I like Sonic if I put the time in to read all of the freaking comics. But he hasn't had a good game since, like, Generations, which came out in, I don't know, 2014, 2015, maybe? If you're listening and you want to know what the most recent good Sonic game was, check out Sonic Colors. Maybe check out Sonic... You could check out... You possibly could maybe check out Sonic Colors. Uh, It was, like, the... It it, it was, like, the, the last peak that Sonic had. Sonic Generations was good. I think Colors was better. That's just me personally. Um, what year did Colors come out? 
Let me look it up. I played it as a kid, so it was at some point in my lifetime. Um, Sonic Colors released in 2010. Oh, that's not that far off. That's yeah. 10 years ago. That is 10 years ago. Isn't that crazy? That's so many years. That's so many years. Um, all the game uh, Colors was really good. Generations was good. Anything after that is just kind of bad. <laughs> A disappointment. The most recent Sonic release was Sonic Forces. Um, the IDW comics kind of serve as like a storyline successor to that. Because um, Forces is all about like, oh, Eggman took over the world and now we have to like reclaim it. So the IDW comics follow up with that of like, oh, we're like rebuilding and whatever. Um, but Forces was really short and like kind of buggy and like really weird because the main gimmick of Sonic Forces was that you could create your own Sonic OC and it was a character in the game and like it was like <laughs> Sonic would be like you're my best friend insert name here and like you'd team up with him with, with levels so it was like very clearly like giving into the whole Sonic OC thing do you know about the Sonic OC thing? I don't know about the Sonic OC thing okay so a, I don't know how it started but a weird part of the Sonic fandom is the idea of making your own uh, Sonic the Hedgehog character usually a hedgehog so a fun game that I used to do in middle school and I'll still do from time to time is you go to Google Images and you look up your first name followed by the words the hedgehog and you just see what wacky results come up you come up with so like Sega clearly knows about this if they made the main um, gimmick of their most recent game being that you can do that in game and like have your character team up with Sonic. Let's look up Kendra the Hedgehog. Let's see what comes up. We would, but we're running out of time. So tell our followers where they can maybe possibly try to find you on the internet. Well, uh, Kendra and I co-host another show on WMUC. It's on the digital band at 5 p.m. on Mondays called the Comic Book Book Club where we talk about comic books. Um... You can find that show on Twitter at CBBCPod, or you can email us at CBBCPod at gmail.com. Uh, I personally, my Twitter is at Matt T. Lasik, so that's M-A and then three T's and then L-A-C-E-K. Um, Does the third T stand for something, or is it just you couldn't get Matt? My middle name Matt. is Theodore. Ah, so that's not Matt, a real... It's Matt T. Lasik, but also it's like Matt T. Lasik. That's not a real middle name. What do you mean it's not a real middle name? That's not a real... People aren't really named Theodore. Both my uncle and my grandfather are named Theodore. I'm so sorry. Sorry to them. Hey, I looked up Kendra the Hedgehog. Look at this. She's kind of rad. Not going to lie. <laughs> How about this one? Oh, no. I like her. You know you know our friend Jared, our mutual friend Jared? Yes, I do know our mutual friend Jared. Um, over the summer, I was ranting very similarly to him and Tim. And I was, as a part of my rant, I was sending them pictures of Sonic characters from the comics. And Jared was getting, like, uncomfortably infatuated with multiple characters that I was sending. I think, was this in the Discord? This was in the Discord. I, I think I remember this. I don't think you were in the voice chat for it, but you probably saw... I saw the pictures. Yeah. And everyone I would send, he'd be like, oh, no, this one's hot, too. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, this LASIK For coming on the show and talking about the Sonic uh, comic books yeah, if for you wanna, an hour. If you want to hear me rant about comic books more with Kendra also there, maybe check out our other show. All right. Thanks for tuning in. 